I'm John, and it's okay if you're not okay with COVID-19. Quick disclaimer before I jump into today's episode. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily represent those of Johnson County Mental Health Center or Johnson County government. Hey, it's John coming to you from my quarantine cube. That's what I've affectionately labeled my office. So um, unlike Keith, um, who uh, talked with you about his experience working from home um, through this crisis, um, I have been coming in each and every day, um, and um, it's been um, a new experience. Uh, We're doing a lot of meetings over Zoom, and I'm connecting with my case managers who are working from home over Zoom. We're doing these team meetings virtually, um, and I've been spending a ton of time in this office. So yes, my quarantine cube here. Um, and and I'm, I'm trying to enjoy this change and appreciate this change. But I wanted to take a little bit of time just to talk about um, my experience with this. I really enjoyed hearing um, some of Keith's experience. Um, and um, um, I'm looking forward to um, hearing a little bit more about um, some, some topics that are uh, important to Renee um, next episode. So... Um, really this whole experience has been surreal. I'm, I'm so glad that I'm recording this episode, um, uh, this week as I was, uh, maybe a little saltier last week. Um, definitely the week before, um, when, when things were, um, um anxiety producing and unsure, I, uh, had some real moments of frustration, just, um, the work that we do is already complex, and this just adds another layer of complexity. And I think that many of you guys can relate to that. Life is complex enough. Why did we need this other thing, this, 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 this virus, this global crisis, um, to come in here and make things more complicated? And so I want to talk a little bit about my process here and then uh, share with you some pointers from an article that I read um, that really resonated with me. Um, so really the analogy of becoming sick has really kind of been, um, uh, rung true to me, I guess, through this process. Um, at first, um, I wasn't really sure if I was okay or not. Um, I could kind of tell that something was different. Uh, you know, that stage where you're like, should I go to the doctor? Should I take some medication? Should I take some precautions here? That's kind of where I was at um, with this process. I was really not sure how serious to take it. Um, I kind of joked around a little bit when when I thought about the idea of a pandemic um, and, and potentially social distancing, whatever that even meant. Um, and, uh, as I learned more about this, I kind of entered into this second stage and similar to when sickness kind of onsets. Um, um, I was like, okay, something's going on here. We need to make some changes, but it's not going to be too bad, right? It's not going to be too bad. Um, and very quickly we learned, um, and I learned, uh, that, that this was growing into a more serious problem, um, really serious. And, um, I got into that stage of like, am I going to be okay? Are we going to be okay? How bad is this going to get? And, um, I am just starting 
to hold hope that there is a fourth stage in this thing. And I'm not sure that I'm there yet totally, um, but my hope is is that we'll begin to see the light at the end of the tunnel, um, that the positive results um, uh, later will emerge um, of our actions today. And so um, I read an article that another team leader here sent um, out um, that was really helpful in conceptualizing this brand new experience for me and for for so many of us. Um, This article is by Aisha Ahmed, and um, it talks about her experience in um, living through various different global catastrophes that she's been a part of um, and had experience in. Um, and she said that the first stage, really what, what needs to be done here is to focus on security, making sure she, and, and I'm quoting here, making sure that you have what you need and allow ample room to allow for mental adjustment. It is normal to feel bad and lost during this initial transaction. Focus on food, family, friends, and maybe a little bit of fitness, maybe a little bit of physical activity. Um, and so that was just so comforting to, to, to consider this as a mental adjustment. That was, that was really nice because that's, that's exactly what my experience was. It, I was trying to balance these things in my mind of like, everything looks normal. I feel normal, but this is a problem. There's something happening here still that's going wrong. Really want to encourage you guys to, to take some time to allow for mental adjustment and everybody's going to go at their own pace. The second stage in this is um, that once you kind of give yourself some time to make that adjustment, your brain can can and will reset to some new crisis conditions. Your ability to move forward and start to be productive will return. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I think I'm just starting to experience the beginning of this stage. Um, two weeks ago, my head was spinning around this. How do we make sure that staff are safe and um, and that the folks that we're serving um, have their needs met? Um, not to mention me and my family and my loved ones. Are we okay? Are we going to be okay? Um, um, and and so the next week after that, um, I, I, I kind of was frozen a little bit. I didn't know which direction to move. I was kind of waiting for for new news to happen. I mean, there, there was seemingly news coming out every hour, um, um, both, both on a local and a national scale, uh, scale. And so this week I'm starting to say, Hey, I've got what I need. I've met those needs. I've connected with my family and my friends. I'm doing some of the things that I need to do. Let's get back to some normalcy here. And that's the third stage that she talks about in this article, um, which is embracing the new normal. And this is one of these cliche terms that are becoming cliche in this time. And I think Renee might end up talking about those in the next episode. Um, But it is a good way of conceptualizing what's going on here. There is a new normal. We're on the other side of this thing. And so the the author here, Aisha uh, Ahmed, says, on the other side of this mental shift, your wonderful, creative, resilient brain will be waiting for you. Things will start to feel more natural. 
I don't think I'm fully there yet. Um, but I do trust and hope that on the other side of this shift, um, there will be a new normal where I have the same strengths and tools and resiliency that I was in touch with prior before the, prior to this whole thing rattling some of that. So um, I think another really good piece of advice um, that the author of this article gives is, is to prepare for the crisis to continue for some time and then be pleasantly surprised if it ends sooner. So this is going to be a bit of a marathon, um, and if we take it as a sprint, um, it, it, we, may have a more, we may have more of a difficult time um, coping through what could be a, a long process. But ultimately, I have just been trying to fixate my attention um, on what I am grateful for, um, and I have a lot to be grateful for in this process. Um, my attitude has not always been good through this. I'm hoping that some of you all are resonating with that. Um, so I've been really trying to shift to a stance of gratitude when I start to get, uh, frankly, cranky, guys, um, and pessimistic and complainy. Um, it helps to vent. At the same time, it's just not a good place for me to stay. So um, um, focusing on what I'm thankful for has been a necessary thing to combat some of the attitude and um, um, difficulties with my attitude. Um, I'm also super thankful for my health um, and the health of my family. Um, I've also been really grateful and trying to focus on, on um, my gratitude towards this collective purpose that we all have with physical distancing. And I want to say physical distancing because um, I, I was listening to a podcast where a doctor was talking about how social distancing really isn't the idea here. And I get what people mean by it, but really stay socially connected to the ones that, that you care about and, and those people who kind of charge you up and remind you of who you are. We need to be physically distant from people so that we can stop the spread of COVID, but we don't need to be socially distanced. Um, and so all of us kind of doing this thing together is, in a way, kind of cool. We live in a very individualistic society where you really are encouraged to pursue what you want and what's unique to you. And, and that's great. I love the benefits of that. But this collective purpose that we're all coming together around to kind of fight this common battle is really cool. And I, I'm grateful uh, for everybody who is who is really joining in on this to do um, something good for the greater good. Um, I've also had an increased appreciation for the people who provide valuable services to me. So not just, um, you know, those frontline EMS workers, thank God for them, nurses, doctors. Hey, social workers are out there still providing essential services to people day in and day out. But also, you know, the, the, the servers, the bartenders, uh, musicians, um, I'm finding an increased value in them, and I want to find other ways to, to help them in this time, and I cannot wait until we get on the other side of this, and I can, I can genuinely be grateful for the services that, that I'm provided by these people, and um, I hope to do that both through my words, um, through my wallet, um, through my actions. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I'm looking for opportunities to do that. And I'm so grateful for those people. Um, and, and finally, um, 
um, I have found a ton of purpose and pride and gratitude um, uh, in in my work, this higher purpose um, that I hold to, which is that providing valuable services to citizens is so important um, that it goes beyond even my own needs. I'm so proud of the work that, that my team is doing and so many other people are doing. Um, this higher purpose that drives our services um, has helped me get back to focusing on what's really important rather than kind of complaining and getting upset about this added layer of complexity that COVID has brought to our lives and in our work. So just a few thoughts uh, from my quarantine cube. Um, really enjoyed listening to Keith's um, episode. We are going to get back together. The It's Okay If You're Not Okay crew is going to get back together, but it's just not uh, the time right now to be in a little podcast booth with microphones talking at each other. So we're staying connected. I'm looking forward to hearing what Renee has for us tomorrow or um, at, during the next episode. Um, thanks for accepting this this uh, this episode with um, with some of the stuff going on in the background and, and, and all the flaws that come along with it. Um, we, we are so appreciative that you guys are listening. Um, just a couple reminders. The crisis line is 24-7, no matter what, it's always available. If you have questions and want to start services through Johnson County Mental Health Center, please call 913-826-4200. We've got a lot of great mental health COVID-related information and resources on jocogov.org slash mental health. So make sure to check that out as well. I'm John, and it's okay if you're not okay. Okay.